What's going on, everyone? This is my full interview with Abby Mansfield. Abby is part of the team that brought Top Dog Beach Club to life. And if you know Top Dog, they had a very successful launch. They're an NFT avatar project. And I really wanted to get Abby on the show first because her art is amazing. Uh, if you go on Twitter and look up my Twitter, my avatar is actually a Top Dog. But also, I really wanted to talk to Abby about how to have a successful launch because it's really hard to do in the avatar space right now and her insights really cool and also about community building i think top dog is one of the best projects i've seen about creating a real sense of community and inclusiveness in their project and i thought um, her insights into that are are really special so enjoy my full conversation with abby mansfield I want to kind of get into a little bit of your history before we talk about um, Top Dog and and just how you landed there. So if, if you could give me like the brief overview of your life as as far as getting into art um, pre NFTs, what were you doing? Oh, well, I don't know if this is surprising, but I'm not an artist. I've I'm not a professional artist. It's just something that I really really love. Um, so I didn't take art at school. I was one of those people that said, oh, I can't draw. I can't draw, right. do stick man, I don't know. Um, but it's just when I moved into my first place um, with my now husband, um, we wanted some art for the wall and I couldn't find anything within our price range that I really liked. And I just thought I'll make something. And I started out by just getting a piece of printer paper and these oil paints that were given to me for some reason that were secondhand and trying to do something with the oil paints on the printer paper. And for most people, it's, that's obvious that they're it wasn't obvious to me at the time, but obviously that is not the correct sort of paper, uh, oil paint. It was a mess, but you also have to dilute it to make it work. I didn't know that. So I just started from scratch, not knowing anything. And then uh, I really loved portraits. I love trying to do people's portraits. Wasn't that good, to be honest, particularly at the start. It's really, it's one of the most difficult things to try and capture a person, but I think it's one of the most um, amazing like magical things that can happen when you capture somebody's likeness or somebody's personality in a in a portrait so i did a lot of that um i think the biggest success i had was i opened a very small business uh, a few years ago um just doing pictures of stags and um hares and animals it's kind of a watercolor that, for, for our american listeners that's uh bunny rabbits and that <laughs> <laughs> sorry no that's awesome yeah um, so you you opened a small business like um go ahead sorry to cut you off that was just yeah, no, kind of funny. cool no it was just a kind of that. a thing on the side i made about three thousand pounds and felt like i'd won the lottery it was uh you know, I had like 400 followers and i thought wow this is amazing it was such a big deal so um, you were doing it on like instagram no no i had um a facebook marketplace account okay and i was just selling on there i opened my own website um but then i kind of uh I went and I moved to um, Munich for a little bit in Germany mm -hmm. and, and then I moved to Johannesburg in South Africa for a bit and then to Berlin back to Germany um, because my husband was on this like, awesome graduate scheme so I sort of followed him around a bit so I stopped doing the art for a little while in that in that way um, and then when I was in Berlin I sort of taught myself how to use Photoshop and that was my first experience of digital art a few years back um, just doing online tutorials um, like anyone else at first I kind of opened Photoshop up and I just I did had no idea what I was doing I couldn't sure. make a mark on the page 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a very long and frustrating process um and then I entered a um children's book competition and got into the final of that um which was again a massive deal it was really lovely for my art to be displayed uh in an exhibition and it's just kind of gone from there it's just something that I've always loved wow that's uh that's amazing I, you know it's so it's so what I would consider like new because 20 years ago like it would be like well what school did you go to yeah. you know where now I mean this is happening all the time all over the place in all sorts of fields where people are self-teaching and I just think it's so amazing um what we have going on and what the nft movement has done for artists um is i'm so psyched about um so psyched about i mean we're i'm helping build something in the music space for music nfts and i can't wait for that to take off because for small musicians to be able to reach their fans directly and not have an in-between um kind of like the artists have been able to do with the the first string of artists with their nfts uh i just think is a an incredible incredible life-changing opportunity absolutely I, I mean i would not have been able to do anything on this scale without the nft community and without this opportunity um you know i've got i had a couple of pieces that i put in a, a local gift shop and it's all quite low level stuff but it's sure. it meant it means a lot to me to have to even have that um and to have it opened up in this way and have all of these people seeing my artwork and and you know the, the potential of what we could do with the project it's uh it's mind-blowing i mean we only launched a couple of weeks ago now actually it's just about two weeks um but it feels like it's been absolutely life-changing and I can't that's remember. crypto time that's four years you've been I in know, there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> i mean literally it does feel that way right it does uh, it, it i've had things happen like this too where it's like it happens in two days feels like a lifetime because you're working 20 hours a day and you can't believe what's happening right absolutely yeah so tell me now so that's awesome that's your kind of art backstory how you got into photoshop and how you got into creating how did you hook up with with paul and tell me how that kind of the the team formed and you know how you guys got the into the end well let's start with this it's simpler how did you learn about nfts and how did you what was your kind of entry point for nfts I was watching TV one night and Paul messaged me. He's my brother-in-law, so he's uh, we're not related by blood. We're both married into the same family. Um, and he contacted me and just said, hey, have you heard about this NFT thing? You should check it out. <laughs> and like, uh, like everyone does, you Google it. Non-fungible what? What is this? <laughs> it's just, it's very hard to make sense of at first. Um, and it's even harder to explain to other people um, what it is all about. Um, but yeah, I, I got the message. He said, you're good at art. Maybe you should get into it. And the initial idea wasn't to do something together. He already had a project um, called My Pixel Planet. Um, it's really, really cool. Just pixelated planets and they kind of move around and it's really retro. And he had quite a bit of success with that. I tried a couple of different things. I tried uh, doing um, a stag. I tried doing something like my old sort of style, you know, some animals um and then i did some retro arcades very very simple lots of different colors um did a little collection there and um we had a little bit of support for that one particular uh, collector was really really supportive of that um and and then one day paul just got in contact with me again and said well how do you feel about doing sort of an avatar project 
and he told me all about sort of the apes and what they were doing and we've always said that you know apes were our inspiration like they were for a lot of people sure. they kind of opened the door to the different possibilities and we wanted to kind of take inspiration from that and see where we could take it um so we started looking at what we, what could we do you know what animal could we do what should it be a person and it's such a hard question it took a long long time to actually decide what we were doing um i came up with the idea of linking it to paul's planets so his planets could have some inhabitants different alien species but there was something about the artwork for aliens no matter how cool you make them look or there's just a little they're a little bit dead-eyed a little bit you can't relate to them mm-hmm. um i did a kind of squashy face cat one i can't remember what the breed is called um but that's the one that i think looked the coolest and i think it was just because of how how its face is all squashed up and it just looked really quirky and cool and 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 then we kind of went from there and did and did the dogs and i'm glad we didn't go down the cat route because it was actually before um before got the cat gang uh sure. launched so we would have sort of we would have clashed with those massively so you you were like kind of drawing or, or doing images the whole time like presenting them to paul like hey what do you think yeah. about this one what do you think and, and you guys were kind of collaborating on yeah. uh feel what you guys felt with with the art yeah, 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 we're just doing loads of examples. And and Paul and I would say, oh, you know, yeah, this is good. This is good if you like this, but we'll just know when it's right. We'll know when we get the right one. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I did a pudgy face dog instead of a pudgy face cat one day. <laughs> Made him look a little bit gangster. And uh, we were like, yes, this is the one. Got it. Now, there has been some debate as to whether these are pugs or bulldogs or what exactly i'm i personally believe they're pugs but you know i'm and mama i had pugs growing up my mom has still has pugs love pugs and i think that's part of what attracted me to it are are these pugs can we clear this up they are based on pugs pugs was our original idea so yes they were intended to be pugs however the more they the more different expressions we had different mouths different ears um people start saying is is that a bulldog is that, right. uh, or is that that doesn't oh, that looks like a different kind of dog okay we're just gonna have to move away from the whole pug thing and just have it open to interpretation which i'm really glad about actually because we've managed to get the frenchy ears in there as well and that yep. obviously isn't a pug so pudgy face dogs maybe there's another name for it but i quite like that <laughs> well i think you guys landed on um like you said the aliens can be like dead-eyed or whatever um these for me uh when i first saw them i was like oh I love the like I'm not I don't like art for me it's it is what it is people can talk about it all day long but when I saw these I was like oh these are super cute right and um it's honestly for me it's the first time I've ever changed my avatar to anything but me right or really? an image of me with like different eyes or you know you know bitcoin laser eyes or whatever I've done that sort of stuff or you know but this is the first time I've ever felt connected with an avatar where i was like oh i'll put this one um so i don't know what that means to you but it means something to me and i think that's what when it connects on that level with the holders of the avatar then you have something right and i think you you definitely have something here it's uh congratulations on that thank you i mean i mean what a compliment to to hear stuff like that it's uh it's hard to actually it's hard for it to sink in i mean we we do get you know Art Chick actually changed her profile picture to us for a while. She did her first giveaway um, with us and she went out and got herself in a real life dog. 
And I'm just going to say that was definitely because of us. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, no, it probably wasn't, but it all lined up pretty nicely. Um, it, just this, this, a lot of people are saying it's the first NFT that they've ever bought. Um, mm -hmm. And I think we kind of need to make the most of that. Maybe we need to reach out to people and say, is this your first NFT and why? And maybe maybe do something with that because I think it's something to be proud of. Yeah, I think for for me and my kind of general overarching view of NFTs, and I like the historical NFT pieces. I like the ones that are older, that have been around. As far as like when, when people are talking about investing in these or whatever, I like those because I think NFTs are going to be a, a big part of everybody's lives going forward. And I think people in 20 years will look back and say, oh, what were the ones that were first or, you know, did something unique or new? Um, and I think those will hold value. But then I also think ones that caused an emotion in people for at least a time will hold value because those ones, it's kind of like you had an emotional event and that event uh, lives in your memory. And so if people you know, kind of aped into these and then connected with them in some way and had a good time with their friends, talking them, trading them, whatever. That's an event and a moment in time for them that in 20 years is still actually becomes almost more meaningful over time. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm super bullish on NFT projects that really kind of touch the emotion uh, in some way. And it's like, uh, uh, it's like listening to an album from when your teen years or something from the 80s or yeah that, that's exactly that's interesting i like that that's exactly nostalgia. right <laughs> it is yeah it, it's nostalgia it's nostalgia it's actually right and you can't really judge nostalgia when you're going through it right mm -hmm. when you're going through it you're just kind of going through it but when you start looking back later um yeah that's when nostalgia hits and you know will most of these projects have nostalgia absolutely not right there's probably only going to be a select few. And so you guys kind of have a hard job of, of creating these events where people can have like meaningful experiences with the avatar, not, not just the avatar, but with the avatar. Right. Um, so that's a challenge I'd like to get into in a little bit. Um, and I would like to talk about Archic a little bit, but w before you were, before you launched, um, can you talk to me a little bit about your you and paul the strategy you created for the launch um and definitely with that talk about how you wanted to be public facing because i think this is one of the most attractive things about your project that you were like actually we're going to show up on podcasts we're going to talk to people because all these others which are anonymous or nobody knows who they are and stuff you know for a lot of people that is uh you know I don't know about a turnoff, but you just see all these rug pulls and everything. So walk me through like what you guys, the talk, what you guys were talking about kind of leading up to the launch. A lot of the strategy was, uh, was, was poor really, because I'm not, um, not native to the digital world or, or to the NFT world. Um, I absolutely love being part of it every day, but I'm still learning. Um, so Paul had invested in some projects previously. He'd had quite a successful project. So uh, he came up with a roadmap and we discussed different stages. I came up with a few things on there as well, but the most of it and the core parts of it are Paul. He presented me with this idea of um, being public facing, everyone seeing our faces. Uh, and I, you know, at the time I didn't quite understand the arguments for and against that. You know, there's why, why do people want to re remain anonymous? Maybe in case, I don't know. 
something doesn't go quite right and somebody comes after them I don't know this is going to tarnish their reputation or maybe they're just intending to do a rug pull all along everyone's mm-hmm. got their own reason for wanting to remain anonymous there are a few people out there that that do that and we have to respect that but and we've got nothing to hide so I didn't see any reason why not and Paul was pretty adamant that he wanted to do it like that because from his experience in the NFT world he kind of knew already what the value of that would be yeah and I've I've grown to know what it is because we've had lots of uh, lots of really positive feedback about that absolutely um I mean I've, I've learned a lot more as I've been in the crypto space I've learned a lot more about anonymous and and so it's it's very the the thing that's most strange to me uh is that you i can have people who i consider friends like even dear friends and i don't actually know who they are in the physical world um which is bizarre um but uh, one friend of mine explained it to me he said look what this is is you're actually getting the real me this is this is me being anonymous allows me to present myself truly as myself because if not then I have to, you know, I have a corporate job, I have to maintain an image, what you're actually getting is the real me. And so obviously, that's not always the case. But um, anonymous, that's kind of something I've learned along this path is, you know, that often is the case. But I do think it's very refreshing that that um, you guys decided to go um, full, I don't know, real. And uh, I think it does have long term value. Absolutely. Can you talk to me a little bit about like leading up like I'd like to give kind of the listeners of a little bit of a a view into the amount of effort that is required to put something like this together. So how many months ahead of launch were you guys working and and building and then what kind of was that looking like for you? And if you did, I don't know if you guys had other people involved in the project as well, or if it was just you two, if you can give us kind of like a the rough idea of what that was like. Yeah, of course. Um, For anybody thinking that this is just a quick book, then, uh, you know, I would turn around now and and (laughs) do something else. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a lot of work. The thing coming up with the concept of getting the art right, we didn't really time when we started on that. So that was a couple of months at least, just working every night, doing different sketches, trying to get things right. Um, but there was less pressure at that point, I think, because we didn't have a launch date. We didn't even have concept yet, really. Um, once we decided on the dogs and we needed to start moving forward, it was about two months of really, really intense work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means that you know I had a full-time job, I had a kid, and a life and family commitments and then you, you finish all of that goodness knows what time at night and then you carry on until 1 or 2 a.m and then get up at 5 again or 6 whenever your kid wakes you up so it's really 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 intense and that's just the artwork Paul had to do all the dev stuff and I don't think anybody kind of understands how much work that involves um, you can see the artwork you can see what I've done but the stuff that's happening in the background that Paul is uh, creating on a daily basis it's massive and particularly now we've launched, there are, there are lots of things on my list to do, but for him, the pressure's really on. Um, it is just, it was just us on the team. It was just me and him, um, you know, chatting every night about what we're going to do, what direction we're going in, sorting out the ideas. Once we'd launched, or just before launch, actually, um, two of Paul's friends, they're, they're mods on um, Discord. So Jakob and Pete, they they joined us sort of unofficially. They were just helping out. They're they're good at coding, um, so they were able to kind of uh, check things for Paul, 
do a bit of social stuff um kind of there were somebody that could bounce ideas off and then recently we've actually made them more of an official part of the team um we've got my friend terry who is um um also female and she is she's been my best friend for years and years and years and i just brought her on board just to sort of do a little bit of social media particularly on mm -hmm. instagram because that's not really not really my area so she's helping out as well she's joining our meetings um and we've got um somebody who we've been speaking to in the nft world for a good few months which like you said it's years in the nft time <laughs> yeah months is forever <laughs> it's like your lifelong friends <laughs> absolutely yeah um there's somebody called nft gallery of fun um and he he's just been you know helping out a lot he's been a supporter of ours even before the project started and he he's been helping out a lot with um with the socials because he's he's american so he's, he's mm -hmm. awake when we're asleep um, gotcha. with ideas yeah. and uh just such a lovely helpful guy um so that's that's all of us so far on the team really it's fantastic um it is it's it is amazing to do anything of substance takes tremendous amount of work and the only way to to know that is by doing something like that um you know and obviously a lot of people are doing are launching these launching projects hoping that the, the kind of get rich quick scheme um it it typically doesn't work and but i just wanted to give people an idea of um kind of the structure of of the way something like this works but from a technical standpoint it's very difficult and i for me honestly the most difficult part is getting it to hit marketing getting it to to strike a chord with people is always the most difficult um to me and, and you guys did that and that that's very very impressive to me um to get back to art chick for a second because she's the one who actually you know i follow her she's the one who actually turned turned me on to it um did you guys do any sort of reach out to her or it was just by by organically she found it how did that happen I don't know how you would class this. I'll let you decide. Um, we did uh, a kind of custom example NFT for um, a few big names. Um, nothing that was actually going to get minted. It was just to kind of get their attention, post it out there, tag them and see what happens. Um, we did seven, eight, nine of those, Max. Um, Archic was one of them. And then nice. I, I think somebody in our a Discord tagged her in something and we always said like if only can you imagine if Archic tweeted about it or if Archic yep. saw this that would be it if only and one day she just popped up in the discord and we kind of froze like what is this is this real sure. <laughs> and she just popped in she said she loved the project she bought loads of dogs um and and it just went from there she put put as a as her profile picture like I said earlier she's done a giveaway for us she just she just seems like she just wants to participate so is that i'd say that's organically right i know we tagged her we did we did a picture for her but you know we didn't have to approach her in any way and say hey if you yeah no it's not a paid endorsement it, yeah no, it's no, no. a difference no there, there's i mean i i talk to people who are launching these as well and i say look you have to reach out because if you're not going to reach out no you can't count on other people reaching out for you right um if you want to and you you've you guys have seen and most uh teams who have a big name talk or tweet or about them this changes the entire 
game. It 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 it, fl- it, it can it puts fuel in your rocket, if you will. I mean, it, it literally becomes the thing that that launches you. Um, and it, funny enough, when I saw the tweet from her, I actually went and bought my dogs, right? And like, I just immediately went <clears throat> saw it, and I was like, oh yes, that's when I bought my dogs. And then you can see the order afterwards. You can actually see the minting order. And when I see hers, hers are bought there, and I'm the next one. So that was pretty cool for me oh, wow. <laughs> to be the ones right after her. When she uh, aped in, I, I bought ones right after her, which was super cool. Um, but it it just the way uh, an influencer, I guess you call them influencers, I don't know, um, can can add rocket fuel to a project is is amazing. Um, and I love the idea of you guys doing custom art for for influencers. Did you did you like tweet the, tweet it out and tag her, or how did you guys try to reach her that way? Because I know she doesn't answer DMs. Oh 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 well yeah, that's on her Twitter bio. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I Don't DM me ever. Don't I'm DM serious. me. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we, I don't know. I don't think that's the one that she reacted to. We didn't get any reaction from that. And that was a a little while before. I think she just randomly must have seen it. Um, Seen the, somebody in the Discord, it wasn't any of us, um, tagged her in a tweet. And I think she must have just by chance seen it. Or maybe she did see the previous piece of artwork and and just thought, "Ah, maybe I'll look at that later. I don't know. But when she entered the chat, she was quite disappointed that that wasn't a real NFT. (laughs) (laughs) It it could have been a super rare. Um, Tell me about when you were doing, because I heard you talk about this on another podcast, where you guys readjusted your pricing um after talking to other people what was the kind of mindset with that like what were you guys thinking did you just want it to be more affordable or or what was the like what was the feedback you got that made you adjust that we actually didn't adjust the pricing i'm sorry not the pricing the the volume the volume yeah yeah yeah. so we originally went for 10k and 0.08 eth um which is kind of a standard uh but from the time that we first started making this to the time that it launched, everything had changed. So people were kind of getting sick of the whole 10K um, NFTs. So we were getting feedback before we did launch with people saying 10K is too much. If you reduce it, the general idea was people wanted to reduce the number and they'd be happy to pay more. And we did a poll and that was the, the result of the poll as well. Oh, wow. So, you did a, like a Twitter poll or a poll on your Discord? It was on Discord, yeah. Okay. Um, so people were happy to pay more as long as it was fewer because they wanted more value with each one. And we thought we can't just ignore this. You know, we ha- if we do have to listen, we're all about um, being transparent and driven by the community. Um, and uh, we said, we're not going to put the price up. We don't want to do that to people. We've said that it's this price, but we will take the number of mints down. So we took it down to 8,000. Right. And I hope from that people can see that we're not just here to get grab a bunch of money and go. You know, we are in it for the long haul. And if that helps the longevity of the project, then we did take a hit, um, you know, initially. Sure. How how were you able to build? Because this is a challenge. How were you able to, able to build a, a community on Discord when you don't have like... Your, maybe the website wasn't even like what was your how'd you how'd you make that happen because that's hard to do i have no idea really <laughs> <laughs> we had a twitter it's the dogs people love the dogs <laughs> we we launched our twitter account uh um, yeah. a week week and a half maybe before launch something like that 
and we just started tweeting and putting it out there and the, the discord link was on there and uh the magic just happened really i, I yeah. don't know it's, it's funny <laughs> no it's it, it is amazing how that that can work um yeah it is again i just i'm always amazed because i've been in business for 30 years since you know since I'm 12 years old, I've been in business and doing businesses. And I know how hard it is to like break through. To break through is so hard. And um, I mean, for you guys, I just put it, I put it on the, the art. You know, I really do. And I mean, but then again, all the tech, the website was amazing and perfect. You know, the minting was perfect. I mean, you guys really, um, I guess that's on Paul. But the way he, all that back end stuff was, was just amazing. And, um, yeah, I just, you see the qual it just like, it's like quality, I, I guess is the way I put it. I don't know. Yeah. Paul is, is amazing at what he does. He's absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, he, that has been recognized. Quite a few people have approached him saying, oh, can you help us with our project? Or we're looking for a dev. <laughs> Obviously we're not available right now. We're very, very busy, but again, it's a huge compliment to us, but he really knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about and he's just so laid back as he does it as well. Yeah, you must have seen him on the uh, on the interviews. Yeah, cool as a cucumber. I don't know. <laughs> it's so amazing. Honestly, I was like, I don't even know what I was doing the other day on your site. Oh, it was the um, you know, drop a pin where you are thing. Mm -hmm. Almost nobody can get that map thing right. That map is like hard to do. Like I know from experience, that getting that map right, like so it works, is really hard. And uh, it was like seamless. I was like, oh my god. I can even enter my little like thing or whatever. I was like, this is amazing. Just from a technical standpoint, I was like, wow, this is to get this right. This is not easy. And uh, I actually ordered. I mean, then you guys did the drop of like the T-shirts or whatever. I was like, oh, a free T-shirt. You just pay for shipping. I'm in. Right. This is amazing. And uh, yeah, it just for me, again, th these kind of touch points where like you did the shirts and the people just pay for the shipping that gives them an opportunity to have that kind of top dog experience. They get the shirt, they snap the picture, they post the picture. It creates like these moments. Um, what's your guys, do you guys like sit around and think about what kind of moments we can create for people? Or is it kind of community led where you're just getting feedback and then you, you come up with the ideas? What's your like idea generation? And then from idea to yes, we're going to implement this. What's your process for that? I love the, the idea of sitting around and starting with the moments that we want to create. I really like that. That's not, I don't think that's quite how it is right now, but yeah, I think that's something we could, we could look at actually. <laughs> um, the idea is obviously we take inspiration from what other projects have done, but then we see if we can take it to the next level as well. So, um, you know, you've got to think a few months ahead of everyone else. Otherwise you're just duplicating the same stuff or you'll be out of date pretty quick. Um, I don't know. It just, it just kind of works with us because, we we've got more people on the team now as well and they've got amazing ideas somebody just brings an idea in either of their own or something that somebody um in the community has, has, has mentioned and they go oh, should we do this should we do that should we tweak it oh awesome let's just do it and i don't think that i even i can fully appreciate what paul does because he just quietly goes away and when i'm sleeping because he's a bit of a night owl i think he's on the, the american clock um i wake up in the morning and it's just done you know and it's just for me it's just it is it's magic for me it's absolutely it's magic, magic. Right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know uh with the artwork as well it, it does go both ways paul said or oh, can you do a dog that looks like this or can you do this kind of feature and 
I'd come back and I'd show him like, you that doesn't look quite right. Or he'll go, nailed it, awesome. So I don't know, it's just, it just works well. And that's it really. There's not like a, a full structure to what we do. We just kind of go with the flow and see what happens. It is, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably just running over myself here, but it's impressive because it does seem like, it seems like you have this huge team because there's so many details that are nicely done. Obviously, Paul has uh, incredible skills. I'm sure he has people helping him too to build, but it's like, um, yeah, the stuff just works. And um, I heard you guys talking about doing the idea of like me being able to be on a Zoom call and overlaying either the dog or aspects of the dog um, onto my face, which, I mean, I see companies doing that now um, you know, as like a, a business, uh, tell me, and I, I just want to talk up to you about it cause I'm interested in like that whole idea. How are you guys building that? And are you working with like another company to actually make that function? How's that working? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> One day, this was actually a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, Paul just went, Oh, I couldn't sleep last night. Look what I did. And he sent me a video of it pretty much working already. He was wearing the panda hat. I don't know if you've seen that our dog, one of them has a panda hat on. He was just wearing the panda hat and moving around the screen and sort of going like that and testing it out. And it was getting bigger and smaller and moving with him. Um, so he's all he's pretty much cracked it a while ago, but it just needs tweaking a little bit. I don't, we're not going to get the, the movement to go like that because I haven't got lots of different frames and lots of different angles. They just don't exist. So right. I think it will be staying in that one position, getting larger and getting smaller. If we need to refine it in any way, we're... Obviously, we're happy to work with another company, but um, I think Paul, for, for certainly for the first iteration, Paul has uh, he's nailed it already, almost. So <laughs> it's amazing. I, I don't, even, I can't wait um, for that. And I, I just, you know, that's the type of thing where you go, wow, that's that's a super value add. I mean, a lot of people are talking about um, metaverse stuff. Like nobody even has it yet. You know, everybody's talking about doing it, but nobody's actually like really done it. Um, but to make, again, these kind of points, of, these touch points of experience, I think are amazing. And that you guys are doing something like that, which is like, I, mean, I can't believe people haven't thought about it before because you see it. And I've seen, I, I don't know, you see Twitter guys who are being interviewed and they're basically like anonymous or semi-anonymous. And I see them on CNBC and they have their face thing over them you know, talking and, uh, and, but for an avatar project to do that, um, it's just super awesome. And, uh, man, I just, I'm, I'm blown away. <laughs> I really am. Uh, by the, the uh, you mentioned the metaverse there. Did you see our tweet about, about that? No, tell me what you, I, I honestly, I haven't, I haven't, I've been so busy this last week with a, um, uh, a project it's kind of a relaunch project that that i've been crazy i haven't really kept up so what tell me what's happening there are a lot of tweets don't worry about it sometimes i lose track <laughs> um so we've actually got our hands on an excel package uh, of uh, somnium space which is in the metaverse so we actually have uh, a space which we're starting to build on and we want to make it into a clubhouse for the dogs Wow. It's happening as we speak, really. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, will I eventually be able to go into the metaverse as my dog? Is that the uh, end, end game or what's it going to be? 
it could be the end game it's definitely a possibility but that requires a lot of work because we'd have to create a sprite like in a video game so each yep. individual each dog one. and there were eight thousand of them would have to have multiple different angles um which again yeah it's possible uh, right now we've got our eye on a more achievable prize uh, where we just use the the standard avatars just to start with and then maybe on the t-shirt or something like that they could have a picture of their dog um, yep to start with something more achievable but yeah it, this is the thing it could go anywhere anything could happen and when you've got people like paul on board um it, it's literally you can just make anything happen or mm -hmm. anything that he can't make happen we can get help from outside so i like i like are you guys doing anything in the um i mean there's i know there's a lot of talk about um metaverse and people are excited about it but honestly for me metaverse I'm more I'm more excited about augmented reality for me because metaverse I mean I've I've been in metaverse the metaverses they don't seem that they don't seem that super great to me um when my kid goes in the metaverse he's like I'm out this is like this is not for me this is like not interesting enough for me which tells me oh the young guys really don't get it but augmented reality you know like pokemon go or me being able to put something in my room with me um is really interesting like if I could have the dog and put it on my phone and the dog sitting on the, the couch next to me. That's super interesting too. Have you, have you guys thought about the augmented reality? We have. Yeah. We've got some things in the works and, uh, yeah, there are a lot of, there are a lot of, uh, ideas, uh, that we haven't announced yet, but yeah, I, I like where you're going with that. Yeah. Um, as, as I've said, we've got the, just to start. We've got yeah. Well, that's the start of it, right? That, that, that is, is one. the very start of it, but the, the possibilities are, are endless with that. And, uh, you know, we're talking about possibly getting, uh, it's funny you mentioned Pokemon Go, possibly getting some um, billboards in key locations, like, I don't know, Times Square or whatever sure. it might be. And maybe getting people out and about, having to snap these billboards, working together with members of the community if they can't physically get there. And you know how Paul likes his um, treasure hunts and his like, hidden messages and codes. I think it's his right of history. So actually getting people out and about is uh, is kind of something that's on our plan as well. We've that's fantastic. Little chips that Paul's been talking about. He used them in a previous project called Plotted Punks. Um, mm -hmm. I forgot what they're called, but this is a little chips that you can put inside of artwork. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have the I. I don't know what it is where you can your phone picks it up like the yeah, yeah. IRDs or whatever they call them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. We're thinking about integrating that into into either the artwork or some of the merch, um, and thinking about the real world applications of that. Maybe that can work as your your ticket into the real world beach parties, which um, is a hundred percent mark on our on our map. Yep. Our is that going to happen? In a friend of mine who also here in, in Costa, I'm in Costa Rica, and a friend of mine was like, um, who's here also, who I met, you know, just as NFT people, we met up that way. And they were talking about, oh, you guys are probably going to be doing it in Miami. Uh, she was pushing for Costa Rica, but I guess that's probably not on the roadmap. But are, is is Miami settled upon uh, where you guys are going to do that meetup, or or have you you figured out where that meetup's going to actually happen? Nothing is a hundred percent set in stone yet, but it is looking like it's North America and then somewhere in Europe. So um, that's what it's looking like right now. Nice. Wait for the announcement. <laughs> Well, you know, I don't want to take any more of your time. I, I really, really appreciate you coming on and talking with me today. Uh, I'm, I'm super bullish on the project. I think you guys, uh, as much as anybody I've seen over the last couple months, it, well, maybe other than the apes, 
uh, is able to create these touch points of, of excitement and emotional engagement um, that is just fantastic and I think builds lifelong fans. And um, so just thank you so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. Of course, my pleasure.